Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to See Also. I'm Kate Jinx. I'm Brodie Lancaster. And happy anniversary, Jinxie. Oh, it is, isn't it? We're recording this a year since we released our first episode. Oh my gosh. We've been doing this a whole year. A whole year. Even longer than a year because we prepared quite a bit for that first one. Oh my God, we did. And we did a pilot episode that no <laughs> one will ever hear. Will ever hear. If we ever do like a Patreon or something, maybe that's when that would get released. Yeah, truly. The the night that um, a theme song composer Harvey Sutherland set up microphones then just walked around the park for like an hour while we recorded <laughs> episode then came back yeah just to see (laughs) how how it went went. (laughs) get his gear and go home we actually did an earlier one at my house too yeah remember where we were just like let's talk about stuff was that the first one we released though because there was kind of top chef was chatting in the background (laughs) (laughs) yeah we quickly moved from my house to yours to record yeah Cats are a little easier to shut out of a room. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, how exciting that we've been here for a year. I know. I don't know that I've ever been so, I mean, I've done podcasts here and there in the past and they were always very ad hoc in a release schedule mm-hmm. and you do 10 episodes and then be like, I'm right out of things to say. <laughs> <laughs> we're still chatting. We're still going. We've got our ROI on this gear that we bought. <laughs> Yeah, this real cost per pod. Yeah, yeah. Cost per pod. What a nice, what a nice treat. And we didn't have an episode 
last week, which would have been our anniversary week, the 52nd week of making mm. a podcast. Um, yeah, we needed a week off. We were both sicky poo. Yeah, needed it. Needed some time in a it fluffy robe. Sicky poo. Sicky poo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe we should just pack it in now. Yeah, you've got 40 <laughs> something episodes. Have at it, babe. We've got it in the bag. I've spent a lot of the past couple of weeks in my bed, not in a fun kind of like relaxing lady of leisure way in like a do not have the energy to do anything else kind of way. But you've been to Berlin, which I think is like the most interesting thing that we can talk about. (laughs) We can get to my like chest infection antibiotic journey later, (laughs) maybe. Can't wait, can't wait. Yeah, that's a callback. Yeah, I went to Berlin um, for a couple of weeks to attend the Berlinale, which was really fab. I mean, it was chic. chic. It was pretty chic. I definitely had a frigid bitch winter. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which I would have been disappointed had I not had that experience. Yeah, that was the one thing you had planned. Yeah, I mean, it snowed. It snowed twice. Oh, my God, that's so frosty and Lydia of you. And, and it snowed on my two because I was working the whole time, but then I had, like, the weekend at the end off just for myself. And those were the days it snowed, and it was just goddamn delightful. Wow. Did you trudge around in your old shoes or your new shoes? Oh, those new shoes only uh, came down from the hotel room to the hotel bar and back again. <laughs> I had did a little splurge while I was while I was over there. I'm so um, glad. The also alsos will be uh, pretty thrifty from here on out, I should say. <laughs> but you're gonna look great. <laughs> I look great. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, I saw a lot of films. So when I go away to a film festival, it's a lot of meetings and a lot of films. It's like, you know, five, six films a day. So it's just a lot of movies to it's fit a lot. in. It is. Like three films a day during a film festival as just a viewer takes it out of me. Yeah. And that's like a good, so for me, three films a day at a festival is like ideal. Cause mm. it means you can have a meal in between. You can talk to friends about what you've just seen or swap, you know, like you don't need to see that one or you really need to see that one. Mm-hmm. Or fit in some shopping. But, yeah, five to six is – six is, like, outlandish. Like, it's like your eyes don't work. Yeah. But five is the norm, I would say. What are you eating on a five-film day? Are you just, like, packing protein bars or something? Uh, coffee. Really? Yeah. I remember once when I went to South by Southwest, I had one five-film day, and it was my last day of the festival, and I got a giant – like Coke from the candy bar and a bag of dark chocolate covered espresso beans. And that was like to get me through the final film. Mm. And I was like running on fumes. Nah, that's yeah, it is like that. So wait, is there stuff that I'm going to be excited to see? Oh yeah. I think like one film that I mean is on sort of everybody's lips is uh, past lives which premiered at Sundance. So this was just the Europe. This was just the European premiere. This was the European premiere, a new A24 film. Yep. And it was just as good as you hope it is. Really? Yeah. Like it's a real five star number. Yeah. That's Beautiful. Greta Lee. Yeah. Greta yeah. Lee. Really sweet birthday baby. Sweet birthday baby. Yeah. So Past Lives is by Celine Song. Yeah. It has Greta Lee, as you say, sweet birthday baby and John Magaro. 
who we love. You know, he was in First Cow. Oh, yeah, okay, love. Just know his face. Foraging for mush- mushrooms, foraging for mushrooms. I paid attention to one creature in that film. It was, it was the cow. It was the cow. Yeah. She well, was a beautiful girl. She was a beautiful girl. Actually, the only cameo I've ever paid for. Oh, my God, that's right. You got a cameo for the cow. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, our friend Emily hipped me to the fact that the cow was on cameo, and it's uh, the only one I've ever I've ever bought. The, yeah, but you've had many bought for you, like Dorinda. I've had a few. Yeah, yeah but uh, that's all I've shelled out for is the cow. Worth it. But okay, the thing that we really should be talking about from Berlin mm-hmm. is I went to the German premiere of Tar, our favorite film Tar, and. I also went to the talk of Tar. So is that the short film or this was a and a So it was like a 90 minute conversation. I'm sorry, I made like a <gasps> noise into the microphone when you said the talk of Tar. It was a 90 minute conversation with Todd Field, Kate Blanchett, Nina Haas, and the incredible composer and, oh no, the cellist from the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... I saw like feminist queen a thousand films. I'm holding yeah. a lot of information in my head and I cannot reach all the names all the time at you, this point. You perfectly pronounced that composer's name in our Tara episode. I feel like her name is Hilda Gunadotia. I think that's very close. So let's go with that. Women talking. Also. Women talking. She yeah. was wearing an absolutely beautiful suit. Anyway, uh, so it was a discussion with them. And then they dropped like this bombshell. So I knew that there was going to be a screening of Todd Field's short film called The Fundraiser at some point during the Berlinale. And then it was sort of attached to this talk. And I thought, oh, well, they'll probably play it before the German premiere tonight as well. But no, total bombshell. Todd Field was like, I am never screening this film again. No one will ever see this film again. Holy shit. Only you people in the room. And it was at uh, it was at How One, which is like a performance um, venue. Okay, and yeah, there weren't that many people, and apparently it was like extremely difficult to de- get tickets. There was like a crush beforehand to get into the theater of where people were sitting. Oh like my it God. was nuts. Yeah. Um, anyway, I got in. I you got were there, seat. safe from the crush. Uh-huh. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, it was, and I watched it, and then there was this whole. So what? So like, so last time we potted together before you left, I was like, "What is the short film?" And you were like, "I don't know. Nobody knows." And they asked us not to talk about it. Fuck. <laughs> so it's just like there's this huge internet backlash, particularly on like Twitter, um, of people really angry that they won't get to see the tar short, yeah. but also that there are no reviews out or anything. Uh-huh. Like everyone's sort of like keeping this M night Shyamalan style secret, but all these people went through and left like half star or no star reviews on letterboxd for it, but they, none of them have seen it, yeah. but it's just to like protest essentially not to be like the whistleblower, but essentially it's like an extended scene like a deleted scene, I imagine, from Tar, which happens just after, I mean, this is not a spoiler, just after Kate Blanchett um, has the facial injury uh-huh. and before anything else happens. Okay. So it's in like that sort of. Before she's home and Nina Hoss sees her with her face all fucked up? No, it's just after that. Okay. So she, so everybody knows that her face is fucked up. Gotcha. And then 
an event. What did she say? She's like, you should have seen what happened to the other guy or something. (laughs) Lydia. Oh, Lydia. There's a tight five on her fucked up face. Exactly. Let's get out of the way. Um, But yeah, it was... Anyway, so it's like a scene that happens there. Okay. It's called The Fundraiser. Um, It's essentially just like this sort of tar fever dream yeah okay i'm not there's nothing really to tell here it's like a big party it's a fundraiser it's a fundraiser that lydia tar is in with a smashed face yeah and she's like and they're all everyone's very dressed up yeah they go to like this chateau or something okay and like but nothing really happens it's Mm -hmm. like it doesn't it it does nothing to further the story of tar it's like what are those things you get with a um board game like an expansion pack <laughs> yes it is an expansion pack of yeah. tar that's a, that's exactly what it is yeah a squeakle <laughs> it's like released on the blu-ray or something like as a deleted you know as like an yeah. extra yeah but essentially that was it and um but you know Kate Blanchett did this whole like please put your iPhones away like we're all in the room together let's just be in the room together it's just such a beautiful moment the energy blah 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 Kate, Kate. it's like when Monica Lewinsky came and did a talk in Melbourne a few years ago and the whole thing was like she will only speak this candidly if we have an agreement in the room that no one will tweet about this, write about this, review this event, blah, 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 um, afterwards. And it was an incredible event. There was stuff that she said that I was like, God damn, like (laughs) fucking Fox News would have a field day with this. But then someone did review it, like write about it from the Sydney event. And Mm. everyone was like, "Ah, (laughs) anti-feminist. Yeah, I don't want to be – I mean, by talking about the tar short, does that make me anti-feminist? I don't think so because, no. I mean, if you really think about tar, I don't – you know, You don't have to be a feminist <laughs> to be a girl boss, and that's the most important thing. Anyway, I haven't revealed the major plot points because there really weren't any, but, but, it, but it was very beautiful and it was quite funny. What would you give it on Letterboxd having seen it? I'd give it a five. Great. I mean, you'd have to. You gotta. <laughs> um, and it was funny to see it in Germany because, like, every time there'd be a shot, like, recognizable shot in Berlin, like, all the audience would be like, oh. <laughs> like, it was pretty cute. Did they have that reaction to the cigar shop that you. Um, I didn't get to the cigar you didn't go? shop. No, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't get there. But I did enough other frigid bitch things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. what? Well, I You're like being outside, being um, outside, wearing a jacket. I stayed at some really good hotels. Oh, that yeah. seemed very frigid, bitch of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a hotel. I stayed at one that was a former women's prison. Yeah, you had a you you were in mixed. <laughs> you had mixed feelings about this before staying there, right? You were like, "Is this?" On Instagram, you're like, mm. should I stay at this former women's prison? Yeah, see, it's Turned like, boutique hotel. I know. It quite chic. Yeah, it's like a former women's prison and courthouse. Um, very heavy doors. Very heavy doors that was used in the Nazi Germany times. Gotcha. So a lot of bad energy in there. Yeah, I was going to say, how much saging is going on? They must have done an awful lot because it was not, it was perfect, a perfect vibe in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was an article in New York Times that kind of covered a bunch of new Berlin hotels that had opened up post-pandemic. And there was another one that I stayed in, the um, Chateau Royal, which was beautiful. But they were like, and there's, then there's this other one, but that used to be a former, former women's prison, so we're not staying there. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm staying there right now. Mm. 
But yeah, I felt a bit weird because it's that whole thing. I still feel weird, weird about Pentridge a bit. Like, I feel super. I've never been to the cinema at Pentridge, but apparently it's great because they have recliner chairs and no one's ever there. Yeah, the seats are very comfortable. Yeah. I did the Anonymous Club Q&As. Yes, there. yes, yes. And yeah, it was a very comfortable cinema. They should be. Look, if you're going to be a, a fucking prison turned cinema, play Chopper. In the outdoor, they have an outdoor cinema there, right? It's like they should be playing Chopper every week the same way that Cinema Nova plays The Room. Yeah. Like you should be able to watch Chopper at Pentridge. Absolutely. And if you've watched Queer Australia on ABC by Zoe Kim Smart, you yeah. would know that that's where Captain Moonlight, the gay bushranger, met his lover in Pentridge Prison. I was obsessed with that. It's pretty good. Yeah. I was like proto-Chopper. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is that weird thing. Pentridge like- is also one of the, um, sorry to interrupt mm. you, is also one of the um, formative panopticons. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Just cool stuff about just surveillance cool stuff. states in, yeah. um, <laughs> in prisons. Have you ever been on like a ghost tour? No, I don't do that. I don't. I don't. Wow, that was a quick answer. Yeah, I'm not interested. I think it would uh, that like chill down the back of. I believe in it, but I don't. I don't. It's not my business. Sure, you know, it's just, not my business. It's not my business. I've seen the movie Malignant, and I've stayed at the Driscoll in Austin, Texas. And they famously put on their website, like, some people see the ghost of a little girl mm. asking you to find help her find her ball in the <laughs> halls of the hotel at night. Oh, my God. And I was like, I when I was staying there, I was like, I don't know if I want to or don't want to see the little girl. Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm not interested in a ghost tour. No, you wouldn't stay at the Hotel Cecil in downtown L.A.? No, absolutely not. No. I feel like... the. I would go to sleep and even if it didn't happen, I'd be I'd wake up in the morning and be like, all the doors opened at night. <laughs> a friend of mine really loves that sort of thing. Um, shout out to Tracy. And he stayed in one that was like a medical hospital or something in I wanna say Louisiana. And I'm probably wrong, but he woke up and he felt that all of his leg hairs were being pulled. And then he knew I was staying at the women's prison. And he texted me while I was there saying, like, how are your leg hairs? No. My leg hairs were fine. Thank you very They're much. fine, thanks. I feel like, okay, I take it back saying it's not my business. Uh, like a New Orleans, like those like swamp ghost to it, Lady mm-hmm. of the Swamp or whatever they're called, where it's like down at the bayou, like things get mm-hmm. spooky. Yeah. That kind of like voodoo stuff mm-hmm. I find quite fun. Yes. Yeah. I did one in... Maybe it's because you're all drunk and wearing, like, (laughs) beaded necklaces. I don't know. Maybe. I imagine it would be, like, warm when you're doing that one. Yeah. And, like, in New Orleans, like, the cemeteries and stuff, you, like, walk past them or through them in the middle of the city. Like, you're on Bourbon Street and then you get to the end of the street and there's, like, a cemetery and you walk through it to get your, like, beignets or something. It's been a while since I've been there. If this geography is not correct, please don't... DM us. It's what it's what's happening in the like memory in my head. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. I've only been to the New Orleans part of Disneyland. I don't yeah. think that counts. <laughs> it's so fun. I went with friend of friends of the show Emily and Nadia like seven years ago, and we just like drank on the streets. Like got called baby by everyone who we encountered. It was great. That sounds really good. Yeah. I went, I did a ghost tour in Edinburgh once. Oh yeah. And it was like. Wait, are you a ghosty? 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, it terrifies me, but I am drawn. In a fun way. Yeah, I mean, like, I've done a lot of seances in my time, a lot of Ouija boards. Did you see that article where 26 girls have been, like, either hospitalized Mm. or, like, taken out of school Mm. for uh, playing with a Ouija board? What? Yeah. No. It's like one of those fascinating, like, you know, hysterical events like the fits yeah like the fits yeah. exactly it's like all like girls fainting or is that based on a true story that movie the I fits? think so yeah, yeah I think so and there was another one a British one that was like set in a boarding school and everyone fainted yeah or there's you know like the dancing hysterical event yeah. and stuff like that anyway it seems holy shit yeah well yeah like we we've talked about the movie now and then um here and there um and is that the sequel? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I phrased that so awkwardly. You and I have here and there discussed the movie now and then. Um, and they, you know, they're trying to summon spirits and find out what happened to these young boys. And also Christina Ricci's mom died when she was really little. And so there, there are scenes where they're like in a graveyard in the rain at night doing a seance or a Ouija board. And then like one of the girls pretends that it's happening to her Um and that always fucking spooked me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But you love them. Love them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into them. Wait, what happened on your ghost tour in Edinburgh? I cut you off. Oh, I mean, n- not much. I mean, you know, we went up into like the attics of like, or um, oh, now it like closes, like the buildings where essentially were complete or like laneways or alleyways um, that were essentially bricked up during the plague. And so whoever was in there was just like bricked in Ugh. so that they couldn't oh my come God, out like and on contaminate the Titanic when the, the coal shoveling guys get locked down yes. there. Yes, it's very bad. Or like you're, uh, we were up in like this roof space um, that had like this secret door at the back and it's essentially where people – and it went to – like a hospital or uh, so essentially like bodies were, t- were like delivered through this thing to go f- onto medical experiments, etc. You know, and then it ends in like a cemetery and like it's, I booked into like the serious goes to one, sure. like not, uh, not the one where they pipe in and, like, Ooh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So this was like proper historical walking tour, but like with a esoteric side, you know, <laughs> and then of course it ends in a ghost yard and uh, it ends in a cemetery and... I was going to say, do they call them that? <laughs> no, it ends in a cemetery and a kirkyard and um, and someone, of course, jumped out and we all screamed and my friend, you know, drew himself into the fetal position on the floor. It was terrifying. What the fuck is this, the Ellen show? <laughs> it was pretty much the Ellen show. She loved jumping out and spooking people. She really did bad. Wasn't good. No. Wasn't good. <laughs> anyway. That was the worst thing she ever did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I saw a lot of good fashion in Berlin. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. You saw Kristen Stewart. Yeah. In that, like, Chanel jodhpur, like... It wasn't good. No, it was terrible. I saw her a bunch of times and she always I'm looked s- absolutely fabulous, but she had obviously had to wear this Chanel ball gown, essentially, I'm for I'm so nervous about night. what they're going to do to her at the Met. Mm. Yeah, it was... A, she looked... She didn't look like she was... At her most comfortable, um, I shall say. But she was Jury always... president? Yes, but she always looked great after that. Okay. But she had one of those little um, Chanel, like, bow ties that were on the latest oh, runway. Yeah. 
Um, Chic. Mm, yeah, yeah. A lot of good suits, a lot of good velvet suits mm-hmm. this year. How did your carry-on um, fashions go? You, I'm so impressed that you only take a carry-on. Yeah, I only took carry-on. Yeah. Um, it worked well for me. Mm. I did see a really great Nan Golden show over oh, yeah. there, which brings me to a see also mm-hmm. that um, the film All the Beauty and the Bloodshed is finally out in Australia. Incredible documentary about Nan Golden her work, her life, and her activism um, against the Sackler family, essentially the opioid crisis um, of which she has been embroiled in. Um, And, yeah, it's finally out. I was literally planning to go see that tonight. It's so good, BL. Yeah. Anyway, just, yeah, see it. And it's it's really one of those docs that you want to see in a cinema if you can. Yeah. Okay, great. That's such, I didn't know you were going to bring that up. And I was talking to a friend about it this morning. I was like, I think it's about um, like the opioid crisis as much as it is about Nan Golden, but I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. It really is. And they show like such beautiful footage um, of, cause you know, like of her slideshows that she used to do and the films that she was in and, oh, it's so great. It's so good. So it was like a gallery show of her work. Yeah, um, pretty small. There's like a major, major survey show that's sort of doing the work, like doing the rounds at the moment. So it wasn't that. It was mm-hmm. a much smaller show, but it was very beautiful. And, you know, like any any show that has Cookie Mueller in it, I'm like, oh, it's my friend Cookie. Your friend, you know? yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I got to see Cookie while I was there. Yeah, okay, going to visit her pals. Yeah, yeah. it was really great. Yeah. Anyway, Love anyway. That. That's enough. That's enough from me about Berlin and my frigid bitch time. Well, while you've been doing that, I've been in the opposite of going to Europe, (laughs) which was I've been on bed rest for like almost two weeks. BL, I know. It's just awful. And it's so good to actually be in a room with you. I know. It's so nice. I'm. This is like day three of being back in the world. No, did, day two of being back in the world for I me. I did come over to pick up a book when I got back, but we were both fully masked. Yeah. We were both just like, this is boring. It was a throwback to a to a earlier time. I feel like that was maybe like day three mm. of my virus, what I thought was just like a, a chic little non-COVID respiratory virus that I had to just rest in fluids my way through. Um and then, you know, it's that thing you think you're getting better and then you can't do anything for like Ooh, five days. Awful. Yeah. I don't think I've ever like touch wood, very lucky, very grateful that I don't have any kind of like chronic illness or anything like that that affects my day to day like energy levels. Mm-hmm. I feel I always talk about being wiped or being burnt out or being like burning the candle or whatever other burning metaphor there is, but I truly burning man. man, I couldn't, did not have the energy to go to burning man. Um, (laughs) but I've truly never been as sick as I was Mm. last week. I think it ended up being like a chest infection, but like even that, like I've had chest infections before. I've had bronchitis before, not since before COVID. And I don't know if it's a combination of like supercharged bug infection Mm. or like super minimal immune system or some combination of the two. But I, it was so fucked. I like my, my voice is only just coming back. I've slept through the night, the past three nights, which 
makes me feel like the smuggest bitch on earth. <laughs> I'm like, um, did anyone else go to sleep at 11 and wake up at seven? Just me. What a treat. Um, as opposed to like coughing my lungs up for yeah. eight hours straight. Yeah. Um, been there. Yuck. Yeah. It was so yuck. And like I could get up and maybe have a shower or make a meal or take some medicine and then would have to sleep for like three hours afterwards. Like my body was just refusing. Mm. So shout out Joseph Fleming, inventor of penicillin, um, for those antibiotics that have like got me to where I am right now. I just finished my course of antibiotics yesterday. This, I mean, you just said was all that Berlin talk boring. Is this all antibiotics talk boring? Because yeah, it like it fully put my life on hold for like mm. two whole weeks to the point where like I couldn't watch him. Like I didn't have the energy to watch a movie. Yeah, that's. That's when you know it's bad, when you're just like, you don't even yeah. have the attention span. Like all the fun parts of being sick or not having to do anything because <laughs> yeah. you're sick, which yeah. is like, mm, I'm going to make a chicken soup or I'm going to like sit in bed with my laptop and like, I don't know, journal. What do people do? Watch watch movies. I watched <laughs> the, um, I caught, got up to date on Real Housewives of Miami mm-hmm. on day one of being sick, mm-hmm. finished a book on day two. And then that was kind of it. A week later, I started watching Stolen Youth, the Sarah Lawrence cult three-part documentary. Oh, how is that? It's fucked up. Okay. It's like maybe one of the darkest things I've ever seen. Um, How do I watch it? (laughs) Sorry, um, that sounded really creepy. No, that's okay. It's one of the most fucked up. How do I see it? How do you see it? Yeah. um, Look, not legally in Australia yet. Okay, sure. Yeah. But I had to watch it in like a 20-minute burst, not because of the content, Although the content is very dark and distressing, but just because I was like, oh, well, just watch this man torture some kids. Got to go to sleep for a bit. Yeah. So sadly, I couldn't go see Julia Jacqueline or Bikini Kill mm. or my niece for her second birthday or Golden Plains. Got, I mean, we're recording this on the second day of yeah. Golden Plains, which is like a music festival I've been looking forward to for so long. Mm. Couldn't go see Two Leslie at the cinema last week. Well, <laughs> who knows if I missed yeah. anything there, but yeah, I, I had been looking forward to this, these past couple of weeks of like, I'm going to see Bikini Kill three times mm-hmm. in the space of a week and a half. And now I have seen them zero times. Oh. Um, but I did do an earnest tweet where I was like, but if Kathleen has taught me one thing, it's that looking after your health is actually very punk. It is true. And if I just had seen to, the punk singer. Yeah. I just had to listen to my body and yeah. be like, oh, you're screaming out for rest. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you some more of that. I also miss Bikini Kill due to illness, which yeah. is like really pretty devastating. I had to really reckon with my 15 year old self. Totally. And it was like, I think I was like talking myself off a ledge about it, but it was oh, like. Same. It's okay. You saw them when you were 15. Like you did a yeah. high school assignment on them. Like, yeah. you know, a photography assignment that you did really badly in. Like <laughs> I flew to LA a few years ago I remember, just yeah. to see their first reunion shows. Like yeah. I feel like I've paid my dues. And I was saying this to a friend who was like, oh, how was Bikini Kill? And I was like, it's okay. I saw them in LA, blah, 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 like a few years ago. And he was like, you don't need to. Justify this. No one's mad at you. (laughs) Yeah, like literally no one is. They don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Toby cares. Um, But anyway, I couldn't do it. But I, you know, that's fine. I Mm. heard that they were amazing. Yeah. 
I heard that um, it was my friend who saw them in New York a few years ago said that was much more of like a um, like an angry kind of like call to arms kind of show, whereas the one in Melbourne this past week was more uh, joyful, mm. which is quite nice to think about. But, yeah, I was fully planning to go until the day of, and my sister checked in on me and was like, how, you know, how are you going? And I said, I'm feeling much better. I'm going to go to Bikini Kill tonight. And she was like, you're joking. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to go just before they start and leave just as they end. And I'll mm-hmm. wear a mask and I'll lean against a wall or like try to sit down somewhere. And she was like, you're not going to a gig the second yeah. you start feeling better. Yeah. And I was like, and hearing you say it, <laughs> yeah, I see totally. what you mean. So anyway, I didn't spend my International Women's Day no. at Bikini Kill. No. Um, but that's okay. It's okay. Because now I'm better. It's all right. It's good. That's yeah. what I would have wanted. Truly. So I'm going to go see Carly Rae Jepsen this week. Fun. And footy. But also you saw before you got sick. Oh, my God. There was well, a major event in your life. Look, I got sick right after a really, really fun weekend. <laughs> um, I went That's to see, how it happens. That's how it happens. I don't know. And that's the thing. I was like, how did I get sick? Who did I catch this from? Impossible to pin down. Because I started my weekend seeing Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Um, the one, one of two Harry Styles Melbourne concerts. I was like, I'm just going to one. I don't have to go to two. I'll just go see my friend Harry once. And then the next day I was talking to a friend about it. I was like, it's a really fun show. But, you know, I think some of the magic with Harry has, like, worn off for me over the years. I'm not as, like, insane about him as I used to be. I can just go. I'll go to every tour he ever does and, like, appreciate it. But, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to, like. you paid your dues. It's like me and Bikini Kill. I've yes. been there a long, I've been there since <laughs> the start. Like, I've, you know, it's okay. The equivalent of the X Factor years. <laughs> One Direction. Um, and then about two minutes later, I texted that same friend and was like, I just got offered some free tickets for tonight. Do you want to go? <laughs> so I went from um, Harry Styles to a kind of a hen's pre-wedding day party in karaoke back to Harry Styles to a baby shower to a dinner with friends to my bed for two weeks. Okay, that'll do it. That'll friggin' do it. But Harry Styles is a very good performer. Yeah. And the shows are very fun, very tight. He sounds incredible. He looks yeah, great. Well, you've had a few, like, mm, Harry, what are you doing with your fashion yeah. lately? How were you pleased with his look on the night? So pleased. Did he have different outfits or is it the same outfit? A different outfit for every stop on the tour. Wow. Yeah. So he obviously had this very strong relationship with Alessandro Michele, who is no longer the head of Gucci, but I'm pretty sure still, you know, they pre-plan all the tour outfits a lot of Gucci and they've got this kind of style for him on this tour that is like uh, a pair of pants, like kind of like high-waisted, like flary pants, Adidas sneakers, and then it's the top that's always a bit of a mystery. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a shirt? Is it going to be a kind of like cowboy jacket is it going to be open with nothing underneath and you get Mm. to see his tattoos and his Mm -hmm. little titties four nipples or is it going to be like a vest is it going to be a shiny polo which is what we got night one Mm -hmm. on his american tour people learned that it wasn't always just a shirt it was sometimes a leotard so that didn't come out of his pants anyway night one very cute polo night two matching jacket and pants oh great really cute so it's good that you went to the second one i had to Mm. it was boiling hot the first night i only drank water 
it was, it got really cool the second night, cool change swept in. And I was drunk from the hens and the karaoke. <laughs> and so I also had a very different experience night two where I was like, does anyone else here want to take some MDMA and listen to Harry Styles or just me? <laughs> Cause yeah, he, uh, it's, it's a great soundtrack to yeah. a party. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. sure. Except the slow songs that are about like traumatic childhoods and bad boyfriends. <laughs> he knows his audience, you know? Yeah, I'm sure he does. Um, but yeah, it was, it was truly so fun. I went with my friend Scott the second night who knows about Harry Styles to the extent that like I've talked about him. Mm-hmm. And so I drunk got to like narrate the show and be like, this is the song that's about <laughs> making Olivia Wilde come. And he was like, are you joking? And I was like, listen, just listen to it. And then he's like, wow, it really is. Wow. A listener of the podcast came and said hi at the second night, that's which is cool. very, very cute. And I, if that person is listening now, they now know that I was truly so drunk. I was in line to get, drinks and they're like hey i love see also and i was like oh my god i'm gonna be talking about this on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) and uh here we are yeah yeah, here we are here we are prophetic moment did you buy merch are you a merch buyer (sighs) i am and i would have loved to drop a couple of hundred dollars on merch but i find his merch very fugly Mm. and this is an issue that i've had since the early days of one direction which is essentially his teams, One Direction teams and, and solo 1D members teams know that the fans will spend money on anything mm-hmm. and they don't try. And so they just provide everything? Is it one of Because, look, I have no, never been. I'm not of, into Harry Styles. Yeah. I've never been to a show. Yeah. But I imagine he'd be one of those artists where they're like, let's really, like, we're going to have every kind of merch available because we're going to make so much money. It's... Like not in a truly cynical way, but no, just but like... No, but I almost wish they were that cynical mm. because what it is is... So Harry Styles has this song on his second album, which I hate. Um, the song, not the album. You're going to get doxxed. Yeah, I don't care. There's the, Ironically, the song is called Treat People With Kindness. <laughs> and there'll be these like... Just like those four letters or those words on a shirt. And mm. I'm like, that's ugly. Well, that's like a free hugs shirt. No, thanks. Yeah. And he, you know, the tour is called love on tour. So there's just like keychains that say love or like, this is not sitting well with me. A jumper that has the letters like Harry Styles love on tour, but they're all mixed up and they're all rainbow and they're all, it's just like letters, like SpaghettiOs on a shirt. But every stop on the tour, he does a different color. And so people Mm. are like collecting these. I have a couple of Harry Styles merch items, but they're like from his first tour when he would make just like a black jumper that said Harry embroidered. That's what you want. On the chest. And they're so cute. That's what you want. Yeah. So I look, I've been saying it for like six years. Let me design your merch, Harry Styles. Same Mm. goes for any artist, actually. Mm. I think that's good. That's a good one. An album cover printed full on a t-shirt. No, no, no one, no one wants, wants to wear that. that. And you can't wash them. They will get destroyed so easily in the washing machine. If any of your fans a have tits, they look terrible. Do not do it. No. I feel like I'm Homer Simpson wearing Marge's face every time I put on one of those shirts because it just distorts over my boobs. <laughs> I wonder if Bikini Hill had different merch to like a couple of years ago. Yeah. I asked um, my friend to check, but I also said... If the line's too long, don't yeah. bother. I had a pretty iconic merch experience at Bikini Kill in LA. Yeah. Uh, Emily and I were in line and we started talking to the person in front of us or behind us about like which 
which design to get. Like you don't have much time once you get to the front of the huge, you know, line. You don't want to make anyone mad. So you have to get like the size and the style right immediately. And it was one of the Rodate sisters. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. I think it was Laura. Yeah. I could never tell them apart. Laura Malevi. Once the not skinny one became skinny, I was like. That's Kate, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, now they're both skinny. No, they're both skinny. Now <laughs> I've got no allies at Rodate. <laughs> Fringed and skinny. Yeah. Anyway, we all got the same thing. But um, love that. Love that. I wonder if they wear it to dinner with Kiki Dunce and Sophia. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I bought some merch at a show. Which show? I went to Pavement. Oh my god, you did. Oh, I just had the best fucking time of my life. I'm so happy that you went to Pavement. (laughs) I had this real, like, oh, I don't know, a nostalgia tour. I don't know if I should be doing this. I've seen them so many times. Like, all my memories are so good. Yeah. Do I want to sully it? And so glad I went because I realized every Pavement show I have seen is the best Pavement show I've seen. So um, I went by myself. Um, It was my first time at the Palais and... It was delightful. I got myself a large Prosecco and a plastic cup and I had extremely good seats thanks to a friend. And uh, I just, I threw my jaw out from grinning so much, BL. If I like sleep on my side, sometimes I'll wake up and my jaw doesn't kind of work properly. Oh my God. And I had that because I was just like elated the entire This is so cute. And it went for like two hours, which is normally too long. But you had a seat. But I had a seat. Actually, everyone stood the whole time, but um, it was just so great. I just, it was fab and I bought a cap, which is, uh, couldn't resist. Oh my God. That's so Alex Ross Ferry of you. Uh, yeah. Well, I cannot wait for that movie. Yeah. They didn't talk about it on stage. They didn't talk about almost anything on stage. Yeah. It's famously not much banter. Sure. Um, but yeah, it was fab. I also saw Angel Olsen the night I flew back from Berlin, got in at 6am, went to Angel Olsen's show that night. So dreamy. She was just beautiful. Always beautiful, but like I'm so bummed. I had no fucking clue that tour was happening. Or maybe I did and I thought I'll see her at Golden Plains. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, she played played last night at Golden Plains. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that was really... Love that record. Gorge still. last night I went to... The final ever Melbourne show of beloved band Camp Cope. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Valet Camp Cope. Camp Cope forever. It was a magical show. Yeah. They'd done in all ages in the afternoon and this was the adult. So it was a bit looser Mm -hmm. and the crowd was just like wild and lovely. And like they all knew the words to everything. And Georgia, of course, had incredible banter between songs. She's so funny and magnificent on stage. Mm -hmm. And it was just great. Highlight was her mum yelling out, go Tomo, at one point. It was (laughs) just fab. I saw Um, she did a post that was like, I love Camp Coat, but I can't wait to never fucking play guitar again. (laughs) Yeah, because she says she wants to get long fingernails. Yeah, damn that, like. That must be such a freeing feeling <laughs> to be like, I hate playing guitar, but I have to because I'm in a band. Yeah. It was really great that they had like, and I don't know if this was just the band or as part of Brunswick Music Festival. So it was at the Estonian house in Brunswick West, which I'd never been to. Great mm-hmm. venue that they had like an accessible area, like an accessible mosh, like right at the front of the stage. Like That's so it took good. up like a third of the frontage. And then they had um, an Auslan interpreter for the entire performance, two different interpreters. Great. Like it was so just good. cool and accessible and like not a big thing, you know, wasn't made a big deal of, but it yep. was just 
I don't know. It's like really speaks to the politics and general coolness of Camco. Yeah. I am really curious to see like how, because Camco has been around for like eight, nine years Mm. and it'll be really interesting to see what their legacy is as far as like bands who grew up with them, you know, Mm. imagine being like, 12 years old when you, when you first hear a Camp Cope song and now being in your 20s and being like, oh, what the band? what is the band that I'm going to make? Totally. They had a slideshow playing throughout the show and one of the uh, messages was find the three biggest bitches in your city and start a band, which is a pretty good. That's their legacy. Yeah, I think that is. Yeah, having interviewed Camp Cope several times, it's what they're about. I wish I could have put something like that in print, being like, these bitches are really good at what they do. <laughs> They are. They're good. They're really good. Yeah. All right. It's been a while between also's, Jinxie. It sure has. It's been a while between all of this. It's exciting to be back. (laughs) I'm glad we remembered how to podcast. (laughs) Um, What's your first one? My first one is an awake also. It is the Future Skin Foundation by Shantikai. Ooh. Mm. I know I said earlier, like, my also also's are going to be really thrifty from now on. I bought this one pre-Berlin. Yeah, after this. Uh, after this. After this week's episode, nothing will cost nothing. Okay. Um, this one was a pricey one, but it's really beautiful, like, liquid ish foundation um it's vegan it's cruelty free it's oil free so it's very good for sensitive skin i generally have like a matte look about me because i'm you know a little oily and Uh i don't like want my face to look like a dolphin or a glazed donut or whatever Hailey bieber is that makes one of us (laughs) (laughs) but this one is actually quite dewy yeah uh, in a way that i normally wouldn't go for but i actually really love it very easy to apply with a brush and it really kept me looking alive on like no sleep the whole trip. I bought it especially. I'm not a foundation wearer. Mm-hmm. I am normally like concealer, mascara, sunscreen, like tinted sunscreen and that is it with a very occasional like powder mm-hmm. foundation. But I kind of thought mm, I really need to step up on this. Is that trip. what you're wearing today? Yeah. You walked into my house and I was like, you look glam. Cute. Yeah. But yeah, it's not too much. Like it doesn't look no. like, it doesn't look like I've just had a TV appearance, you know, which is like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It doesn't look like you got your makeup done before your TED talk at the opera house. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it was famously used on the cast of Euphoria. Oh, mm. they're very shiny. Very shiny, but it's not that shiny on me. No. It's anyway, not. it's pricey, but I think the, the cost is very much worth it mm-hmm. for me to have a product that does not affect my sensitive skin and Mm -hmm. lasts all day long. Mm. And you just kind of look alive essentially, which is good. Yeah. It's exclusive to Mecca in Australia. Uh, I use vanilla, which is like a really sad state of affairs. I wish the names of the shades were better, but at the same time, I'm like, it's a white is it a punishment. dig at me? That's okay. Yeah. It's like when I have to choose between nude beige or nude beige. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, Future Skin Foundation by Shantikai. I just want to do a little quick shout out for our Instagram because we put the links to all of our also's up on our Instagram stories every single week. Um, sometimes we run out of uh, characters to put all the <laughs> links in our show notes because we talk about too many things. 
So if you're ever looking for an also, also from a past episode, um, just head to our Instagram at see also podcast and they'll all be up there. Yeah. The previous ones are also saved as highlights. Yeah. It's fun. I sometimes go back and look at. Me too. <laughs> like, what was that thing BL said? Like, recommended? Yeah. Yeah. Because, as established, we just recommend things to one another at this point. That's pretty much it. Yeah. What's your first one? Well, my first one that's a recommendation for you and everyone listening is a watch also Vanderpump Rules on Bravo in Australia. It streams on Hey You. Vanderpump Rules is back baby um i've been saying this for weeks we're up to episode six by the time this episode of the podcast comes out um we're going to be talking about vpr at length in a coming episode but you have probably heard about it in the news in the tabloids in the goss recently when the new york times and the cut have to do explainers on why everyone's talking about Mm -hmm. vanderpump rules i feel a justified in my lifestyle choices um but be <laughs> so grateful that i don't need the explainer because venom Pump rules is life it's the best reality show <laughs> of all time kind of tied with jersey shore for me and after a couple of truly heinous boring seasons where people were getting married having babies mm. moving to the valley and buying horrible barn style houses they sure did they're splitting up they're sucking and fucking they're back in <laughs> shitty apartments with popcorn ceiling in west hollywood it's oh my god the best thing about 2023 so far great yeah yeah because i watched the first two three seasons and was very into it and yep. then all of a sudden i was like i can't do this anymore <laughs> but now i'm back i'm back great yeah i started re-watching season three last week that was like one little perk of being at home so much mm-hmm. is i got to watch Kristen with a cigarette yell at her manager at sir to go suck a dick <laughs> Which, if you know, you know. It's an iconic moment from the show. If but you if know, you, you know. If you're just hearing me talk about it, it doesn't have the same, you know, emphasis. <laughs> I've got a burn also. Uh, it's the incense range from the company Payne, who are based in Maine in a town called Auburn. Uh, I've been buying their red cedar and balsam cones for like, I don't know, 10, 15 years a long time living them loving them um, are they those little like incense yeah that you cones. put in like the little houses or the uh, okay you know? yeah, yeah um and they're like long lasting cones that you yeah lo- delightful things um but it wasn't until my friend rosie gave me uh like incense sticks for christmas and they were, it was called holiday memories lovely chic i know very you that i started like looking into their whole range and they've got like so many incense types they've got like pinion pine cabin in the woods a cigar lounge uh summer breeze meadow like there are just so many so many styles they're all fab um and they're all made naturally there are no chemicals added they're 100 natural and sustainable and you can buy it direct at painproducts.com it's an american website they sell it in a lot of stores in the states but in melbourne or in australia if you want to do um ordering online shopping uh you can get them from pan after in collingwood pain from Maine stays mainly on the <laughs> pain yeah yeah um cool reference (laughs) cut that out no my next one is a read also it's 
me being really late to the party on a book uh, that came out in 2020 and I thought it win like a Pulitzer or something like it was like the Booker Prize I don't know it's like a very famous novel now that I had never heard about until a couple months ago via you Jinxie it's Leave the World Behind by Rumen Alarm and uh, I was talking to you about the M. Night Shyamalan film Knock at the Cabin and I was describing the premise and you were like oh yeah I read that book and I was like yeah it's based on a book and you were like yeah it's about a family who like goes on holiday and then there's a knock at the door and it's the people who own the house and I was like I don't think they own the house <laughs> and then we realized that the same premise kind of begins with the knock of uh, Knock at the Cabin which is based on the book Cabin at the End of the World and also Leave the World Behind by Ruben Alarm. So I bought both books Mm -hmm. because I loved Knock at the Cabin. I still haven't seen it. It's so truly good. M. Night's back, baby. He's back. Yeah, he's back. And also, like, I don't think this is a spoiler to be like, there's not really a twist. It's just like the movie just plays out. And you're just waiting. Did he ask you? Did he pay you to say that so that you don't reveal any spoilers a la Sixth Sense? Yeah, we're friends. <laughs> Me and Mr. Knight. Yeah, I saw it when I was in Sydney, so like over a month ago. And it's so beautiful. It's a beautiful film. Um, very surprising. And it made me think of the horror movie 10 Cloverfield Lane mm-hmm. from maybe like six or seven years ago where it has that vibe of someone is trapped in a house and the people there are people there telling them that something bad is going on outside and you don't know who to believe mm. you don't know whether the people in the house with you are keeping you safe or causing you harm and whether escaping and going out into the world will be safety or will be harm and that's kind of a feeling that seeps into not just 10 Cloverfield Lane, but leave the world behind and knock at the cabin. And also like the opening third of Barbarian, mm. that creepy feeling of there's something not quite right here, but is it this guy or is it what's outside the mm-hmm. front door? Yeah. So that's a long rambling recommendation for a book, but also like three movies. No, that's great. In the middle of reading it, I was having such a delightful experience and I looked up on TikTok. I just searched for it and there's, you know, this, corner of the app called book talk and you realize that some people quote unquote like reading or just like own a lot of books and read a lot and don't really appreciate anything that they fucking read or look at Mm. because there's like a review where someone's like i'm gonna read this book leave the world behind it has really low ratings on goodreads and i was like what the fuck and this person gave up three pages in because Mm. of the quote unnecessary descriptions oh wow and the 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 scene setting in those first few pages is like the thing that got me. Yeah, it's really yeah, it's really setting up a yeah. quite a premise there. Yeah, imagine cri- the details revealed on the first the car trip on the way to the cabin set up the entire book. Literally, I mean, yeah. Imagine, imagine filming, editing, and uploading a quote-unquote review of a book that you only read three pages of. God, it's like when people tweet, like, I'm 15 minutes through this movie, should I continue? And it's like, yes! Like, oh my god. Well, don't tweet about it. Broken Just, brains. Oh, broken brains. Speaking of, no, I'm not speaking <laughs> of. Uh, my, my last one is going to sound, is basically a pretentious also, uh, much like everything else I've been talking about this entire time. I'm so sorry to talk about Berlin for so long. <laughs> But this is a Euro art also. Lol. 
I know that we do have listeners in Berlin and also a lot of listeners that will be passing through Berlin, but this is also, and also for people in Amsterdam and London, because it is a traveling art show. It is called, uh, Malicious Mischief. It's a survey of the work of Martin Wong, who was a queer Chinese American artist who uh, died of an AIDS-related illness in 1999. Incredible output from this artist that I was not very familiar with. I knew his work with the Coquettes and the Angels of Light in San Francisco, but I didn't realize that he made so much uh, like incredible ceramic work and drawings and photography and these incredibly like incredible large scale paintings. And he worked a lot with um, Chinese iconography, um, but also like incarceration and aesthetics, I guess it's, that sounds bad, but of sign language. So he actually used um, the, the like drawings of finger placements um, to spell things out um, these kind of activist sort of statements and um, observations. Anyway, it's really beautiful. There's a lot of kind of graffiti in his work. I was really stunned by this show. I didn't actually have any plans to see it. I just had like a couple of hours off and I was like, oh, go see what's on it, KW. And uh, yeah, this show blew me away. It's so beautiful. So if you're in Berlin It's on at KW until May 14 this year. Uh, And then it's going to London. It'll be at the Camden Arts Centre from June to September. So you've got like a big chunk. Mm. And then it's going to Amsterdam after that. I hope it makes its way to Australia at some point. Yeah. Because it's a really beautiful show. Say the name of it again so that we don't have to rewind a couple of minutes because now I want to remember <laughs> know the artist's name that you described it uh, so well. His name is Martin Wong and the show is called Malicious Mischief, which oh. is such a good title. Yeah. Anyway, it, really it was is. really incredible. Like one of the best surveys I've seen in a long time. Wow. Amazing. Hmm. My last one is a shop also, and it's maybe like a basic recommendation, but it's just for the Melbourne farmer's market. They've Love got it. an Instagram. That's a great follow. They've got a website where you can see the calendar of all the upcoming markets around town. At the end of last year, a friend and I decided we wanted to do more wholesome things together. I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast, not just going and getting drinks on weekends or nights. Cause also they're very limited, but what I have more of are mornings mm-hmm. that I can make plans with people. And so we started popping into the Abbotsford convent market and Vale. vale. Um, they announced that they were no longer doing the farmer's market there at the start of this year. Um, and so this morning I tried out the Alfington farmer's market, which Where is, is great. That? Alfington is kind of between Clifton Hill, Collingwood and like, Ivanhoe, Heidelberg. Okay, I gotcha. So if you're driving up Queen's Parade, you can kind of just keep driving for maybe like five more minutes. Oh, cool. Um, My friend Georgia and I went and we had like a really nice little morning. I got us some pastries that Jinxie and I shared before the podcast. Um, I got all my fruit and veg for the week. There were eggs that I didn't buy because I already bought egg. Like, you know, it's that thing where you go to a farmer's market and you're like, oh, I regret having bought these things at the supermarket because mm-hmm. now they're here and they're from a farm. The world is very leisurely at a farmer's market. I got to tell you, you know, I was in line to check out with my organic fruits and vegetables behind someone just inspecting every single radish. And part of me was like, come the fuck on. They're all radishes. But another part of me was like, where, when else? When yeah, else when are we going to do this? Yeah. Um, 
and you know, that's been kind of like the, the theme of the last couple of weeks, my slow recuperation. I've been questioning my relationship to productivity and I want to talk about that at some point, BL optimization. Mm-hmm. My spreadsheet has been very minimal the last couple of weeks, but also that's fine. Cause I've been yeah in home mode. Sick mode. I love it. Not sick, not sicko mode like Travis Scott. I've been in sick mode. (laughs) Yeah, you haven't been in full sicko mode. But uh, I mean, I didn't love you being sick. I didn't love that for you. But I love the slowing down for you. Yes. I look, the universe and my body have both taught me a lesson. Mm -hmm. And it was a hard one to learn. But um, yeah, I'm still kind of figuring it out. For a future pod, for a future conversation. Future conversation. Yeah. I love this for us. Yeah. No more optimizing. No. What am I doing it for? You know? No, we saw Megan. We know how it ends. Yeah. And badly. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week. Um, But in the meantime, please pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a review. We really love to read them. And if you aren't already, please follow at See Also Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, please do. And as ever, huge thank you to Samuel Hodge for our original imagery and Harvey Sutherland for our theme song. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.